0: And Philip Lanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. magazine.
1: Awesome. Well, look, I I think we're very happy to have you here. It's not every day we get to have someone who is multi-hyphenate, such as yourself, and to bring with you an entire community. Uh, so why don't you actually both give a take a second to introduce yourselves in your own words on the show.
2: Okay, so Bruce Chamoff, CEO, founder and lead developer of the New York City Podcast Network, soon to be the World Podcast Network with a little branding. Yeah. And we are just in the business of helping podcasters grow their shows in as many ways as we can see. To fit Uh, everything from growth to monetization to just developing content. And uh, I just kind of oversee everything.
3: Um, Hi, my name is Meg Hope. Um, I've worked for 30 years in media for Paramount, Viacom, CBS News, NBC News. Um, I'm an attorney and I'm practicing right now, I'm semi retired. I have become very involved in the last few years in the podcast network. Um, It's my love and my passion. We created a media girl network because um, I wanted something for just women. So that's up and coming right now and I am doing women speaking engagements and engaging with um, now that Zoom is there internationally, I've been approached by a lot of people all over the world in France and women come to me. And we talk and I speak about, you know, podcasting and different topics and that's up and coming since COVID. It's become amazing how I've connected all over the world with other women. So we found that there was a little bit of a need for a woman type of podcasting network. So that is expanding now. That started last year and we're going, we have so many international people that are interested that we're going to turn it into the world podcasting network. We found that New York City um, was too. A lot of people wanted it more, like a, to be a cover a larger larger area. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I produced movies and television for 30 years. I kind of got tired of being on the road a lot and traveling, and I did field production for a lot sure. of movies. And I was constantly, you know, different doing different things. And I'm 60 years old, so I said, you know what, I'm gonna Consult now. So I do some consulting. I do whatever I want when I want. I sit outside. We, we travel um, quite a bit, and it's it's amazing. I'm loving life right now. So
4: yeah. Wow. Well, that, that's that's awesome. that really is awesome. And you know, that's the beautiful thing about the War Room Roundtable is we get such diverse folks on the show that have done so much in their lives and they've, Mm -hmm. you know, made so much impact in their life. And I don't even know sometimes if some of the people even realize the footprint they're leaving um, in the world. So yeah, it's a legacy. So, you know, it's, it's great to have you here in the war room for sure. Great. Thank you.
2: Great
0: to be here. Great
2: to be here. And we want, we want you on my podcast too. So we'll talk Uh, about that. uh, mm -hmm.
0: Now,
1: being that both of you have been able to launch communities the way you have and building them as we're speaking, uh, do both of you, and either one of you can take this, it doesn't have to be both of you, Uh, do you have any experience in your past as you were growing up being part of a community or, or do you recall wanting to be a part of a community only to now be the ones spearheading
3: that? Well, I was in charge of um, different organizations throughout my life. I worked in Israel on a kibbutz for years. I traveled helping organizations, um, constantly volunteering. I grew up in a home where we volunteered for the Red Cross where anything that was going on, I um, had a youth division of United Cerebral Palsy where I ran things. I volunteered um, at South National Community Hospital. I ran their events. I ran their golfing outings. Um, you know, for free. I did all this because I'm very civic and community-minded, as well as I love helping people. And uh, Bruce has told me a lot of times I could have charged for stuff, but, you know, you like somebody, yeah. you know. So, you know, I care. Wow. I care about people, and I care, and you know, and I'm also a workaholic. We're both workaholics, so <laughs> <but> like,
0: <laughs>
3: we both are not comfortable sitting, and we're constantly brainstorming and constantly looking to get involved with people and things, so...
2: Yeah, no, i'll just add to that i mean i i mean the, and the word community now it has totally different definition than definitions well, but you worked like at the hotline ago.
3: you worked at the hotlines and everything yeah so. i mean that was
2: i yeah. don't know if you call that a community but we uh, when i was in college i worked on the suicide hotline but i will never do that again um <laughs> i decided that helping podcasters instead of people who want to kill themselves is a lot more pleasant
1: <laughs> yeah, but, um, it, can be, it sounds hard <laughs>
2: <laughs> but what um but in serious um i never really been involved in the community because 30 years ago we didn't have anything online right being a part of a community was you actually showing up at somebody's office or workplace or just a restaurant and saying hey i'm here with a group of people to me that was a community and then the community had a, a, a cause right nowadays online you have millions of communities now right and it's not like you have to be anywhere you could just be in your own but
3: well, weren't you the fiber representative and did you go to the united yeah. nations and speak and
2: yeah i mean i did I mean, all he's that did a lot
3: of very things and he's kind of being very modest i was here. part
2: I, I did a yeah. lot of public speaking and, and wordpress he's conferences been
3: asked constantly to speak all over the world basically and, yeah you know i've traveled to a lot of the things so he's being very modest here he's, <laughs> that's he's why you a
1: need your to, to you know it's a rally your call Um, there's, there's, there's a reason why I asked, there's a reason why I ask because today, a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, things of that nature, they speak a lot about community they talk the talk, but can they really walk the walk in your own, because you're so experienced, which is why I set up that question. What do you believe people are getting wrong about community or building community In, in your own experience, given how much experience you have? Can you add an opinion to that?
2: I could. I mean, I. I think a lot of people. They try to sell themselves, which is fine. I mean, that's what you should be doing. But a community, as as I understand it, has a purpose of helping somebody else. And a lot of people come into communities, trying to help themselves and not the people that are in the community or whoever the the end result would be. Um, which is why when we started. We got into the podcasting community. I've also spoke at some of the PodCamp events that were around in 2005 and six, started oh, by, wow. yeah, started by. I don't know if you guys know uh the social media books speak about this man all the time, Chris Brogan. So Chris Brogan, his his name is in a lot of places. I had him speaking at one of my events. He started a really cool community called PodCamp, where you had speakers and you had. Obviously, you know, people who are event goers. And I did part of that, I spoke a couple places, New York and Boston. Um, and I felt really good to help people. And then I joined the WordPress community and I spoke, like Megan was saying, I spoke at about 10 of those around the country, uh, as, as well as Vancouver. So,
3: and now we've been doing presentations on Zoom things, you know, just more like meeting yeah. stuff, like. I'd love to, you know, would you like to join us? And I join it. It's basically, I, I have like thousands of friends now, if you call it, you know, acquaintances and connections. And it's it's amazing. It's feel. It's a wonderful feeling to be connected to so many people. Yeah. And what I found, I just want to add to something. He said, I find people are very impatient and people get overly emotional. So I try when I deal with people to keep the emotion level low. I try to be always optimistic. And I I try to have them look at the at the future like you can do something now and it could end up something so if something is right now might not be what you want people want instant gratification they want things to instantly be a certain way so i try to i'm very highly organized and very highly planned and maybe to a flaw so i try to make people have a positive outlook on things because especially in COVID, i found i've come in contact with a lot of negativity so i'm just trying to you know be positive about things and you know, if you, if you don't get 100% of what you want, you get 20%, then you're done good. So you just got to keep moving forward, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So if, if out of all that, you had to say one thing that people can do, take with them to make sure if they're honestly serious about building a community, what would that be?
2: Have a goal. One goal. Stay focused on that goal and see how you can turn that goal into some kind of solution to solve a pain point that's out
4: there.
1: I love that. Right on. Jason, do you have any questions you want to ask about that? I mean, you yourself are a community fan. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I love the community based business model personally. Um, COVID forced it a little bit, but people took, people took advantage of it um, in the wrong way. And like I'm active in my community here and one of the things that i really try to focus and help other business owners really see is support local right so Absolutely. you know the local chevy dealer they get their tire supply for bob's tire right and you know jane's coffee shop provides coffee at at the chevy dealer and at uh, the tire dealer and right the sense getting back to that sense of Local businesses helping each other, and then local businesses supporting local charity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being in that local charitable uh, thing there, because there's like tons of big, huge machine charities, right? But wouldn't it be a lot better if we just support the ones that are right around us? They're right down the street, or, or you know, and then if everybody would have that sense of business community, right? think how duplicating that across town to town to town to town to town across the whole united states what kind of outcome would that have with our economy oh, i think right we all right. already we already know the answer right <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> yeah you know so, I, I i find the uh the chamber of commerce is uh, i belong to two of them not now but in the past some of them are community or oriented and some are not so that's yeah. One way of Local, you know, locally helping out.
3: I've been involved in the Chamber of Commerce. I've been involved in, I'm involved with the Cancer Society. I'm involved with <laughs> um, tons of United Cerebral Palsy Association. I go to, I support events. I go to events constantly. I go to luncheons. I'm involved in women's organizations. <laughs> business
2: networking events.
3: Um, we run a, um, yeah. a, a LinkedIn page. What is it? Long Island's most successful business people. We have Uh, close to 2,000 people on that, that interchange information. And I'm constantly on that every day, interacting with other business people on Long Island. So um, we're constantly doing, I'm constantly hearing from people and getting input and reposting charity events on different social media. And, you know, I'm involved with the, I don't know if you're familiar, you're not from here, but maybe you are. The Hamptons is a very ritzy area. They constantly have events out there. And I'm involved in a lot of the community pages there and promoting things. I'm also an artist that paints and draws. So I'm involved in art things. And, you know, I, I reach out all over the place because I, I enjoy that. And I enjoy, you know, I enjoy being involved. So we yeah. both, enjoy being involved. we're both constantly having these crazy schedules.
0: So,
1: <laughs> so the, the most logical question for me next is because you have uh, a vested interest in communities and you're clearly doing it right. What's the hardest thing about doing it? Right.
2: Mm, that's a loaded question. Let's see if I give it the short answer. What's
1: the, <laughs> hardest,
2: the question is, what's the hardest thing about building a community? Yeah. I would have to say, I mean, there's several answers, but if I have to choose one, I would have to say getting people to see your vision and the, how your vision can help.
3: My, I've run into a lot of people that make promises, that commit to me. I'm going to do this. I'm going to run this event. We're going to be at this walkathon. i I've, I've run into, I would say, I've decided that maybe 10% of 20% of people are all talk, and they don't follow through. And there's nothing I can do about it. Things happen in people. life. So I have to deal with spending time with people, having firm commitments from them, and then, you know, something in life not happening that way. So that's been a little bit of a struggle for me. And then I have to reallocate what I had wanted them to do at a particular event. So, you know, just po- keep yeah. positivity up, keeping morale up, yeah. keeping everybody positive when, you know, life, you know, on my especially with COVID, we're not feeling well and stuff like that. So that's kind of a struggle for me sometimes. And sometimes I don't have enough of me to go around to the different events. So I feel guilty. I wasn't here. Yeah. I can't make this. I can't do this
0: and I you
3: know (laughs) the time thing you know being invited to things and like we said sometimes like a woman will ask me to do something and our time zones are off so I feel guilty sometimes not be having four or five of me to go around you know
1: oh wow so the hardest thing is just not being enough people to 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 replicate all your passion he's even
3: he's not talking about it, but he's constantly doesn't have enough of himself to go around he has constantly things that he can't do because he's not, I'm
4: know. good at time management. <laughs> it's not, that time management is difficult. Well, right? you, 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 know, you know what that is. That's that's passion and purpose colliding, right? Yep. And they say when passion and purpose collides, you're your most powerful self. And But sometimes there's not enough self to go around, right? And sometimes you got to take a little bit of a step back and take care of yourself too.
3: <laughs> family and, your, and,
4: and your family and, and all those things and yeah. you gotta
3: let it go and that's yeah. a struggle sometimes to go on a vacation or something and to disconnect and disconnecting wow. i find oh, is wow. very healthy and it's something that i struggle with disconnecting they call it off the
4: grid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i so call that's... it uh every year i do uh in september I do what's called a digital detox. <laughs> so I take, uh, you know, I, it depends, but I'll take some time uh, and all of the electronics in the house. I have a lockbox. Wow,
3: lock box. I like that idea.
4: They all go in the lockbox. Everything goes into a lockbox. It gets locked and I give the key to my neighbor Oh my God. and
2: your neighbor wow yeah yeah
4: i give the key to my neighbor and i tell him i'll be back to get it around five o'clock
2: that's, that's really
4: that's good discipline
2: that is you well, really are disciplined i don't know if i can do that but that's that's awesome
4: well see, when you know yourself well enough that you have to do the extreme otherwise you'll cheat yeah <laughs> right so, no, we,
2: so you know you you have to get i mean I'm going to say something, and I'm probably going to contradict it. But you have to, or at least strive to get eight hours of sleep, right? Oh yeah. Sleep, sleep is the most important thing. But there, there's something I read in uh, the Art of the Deal from Donald Trump, and not not ex-president Donald Trump, to Donald Trump before he right. was president, right. when he was actually a real entrepreneur, and you know, he he said in, in his book that in order to succeed in business and I'm not sure I fully agree with it, but sometimes I still listen to it anyway, is you have to get four hours of sleep a night <laughs> because <laughs> because even though you're getting eight hours of sleep a night, it's not enough time to run your business and even when you got people working for you. So every once in a while, I keep that in the back of my mind and I actually get up when I've had four hours of sleep. Wow. And other times, I mean, right, I mean, and other times, I could just sleep six or eight hours. But I find that once in a while, your you're your body's not going to, you know, spring back and say, "Hey, you're doing something unhealthy." So, you, you know, you need a little extra time, sleep a little extra, or whatever. But I find that when it when it comes to time management, you have to really prioritize every hour of the day.
3: That's what and Trello's
2: for. That's what, and I used to use Trello, and Trello to me is, I mean, they have all these time management tools out there, Monday and Asana, but Trello has really helped me run my business. And I also recommend to people Ift, And if you guys ever heard of IFTTT.com?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Automates. that, yeah.
2: It automates two services, but hundreds of them. And you take any two and i just signed up for the pro uh, plus account which you can automate about three or four different services right so that can also help you build a community right because you can integrate social media into it and uh, you can integrate time weather date anything that helps you manage your yourself manage your business and your community Um, and it's really been helping me and then of course we also just hired a four more people into our staff. Oh,
1: so we're, wow. we're getting,
2: we're getting all the little things that we're adding up on my plate are now being outsourced and it helps me actually run the community, talk to the community. It's a, it's a constant battle of, you know, reevaluating and, you know, but it, it works. It works when you do it right.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I've seen what Trello can do. A lot of people might say it's simplified, but that's why it works. You know, the minute you get these complex tools, yeah, sure, they could do a lot. They're robust, but, you know, keep it's all, it all, it's simple. It's all in the automation. <laughs>
2: it's it's yeah. all in the automation. They, they I mean, they all, they, basically, they all offer automation. I mean, Monday does it. Assign Trello, try, try them all. Um, but if you, can, if you can figure a way to automate your business, right? um and get some kind of t- time management tool i think things work very well when 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 you manage the flow
3: see he's done this he's taken a lot of things i would do manually like the mailing <laughs> stuff and each and a lot of stuff he is doing now he has set up programs he's he's a he's a, a he's a genius with computer programming thank you and making up programs um So he makes up things to automate that nobody would imagine could be automated. He just does all kinds of stuff. So I was doing it manually a year or two ago, and now he has everything automated. So we can expand the network and you know do other things. What are some of the the things? Some
2: of the the automation you want to
3: know. Not nothing to make. I mean, Um, you want to tell him. Tell him.
2: What? What was your question?
3: No, you're expanding with the with you're adding things like to the podcast network, some of the things. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Recently. I mean, we're we're always just trying to figure out the best way to promote podcasters, right? And um, one one way we're doing it, well, one way we're, we've been doing it for a we're while. We're
3: music. We have a lot of music artists coming oh, to Oh, yeah, Podsafe music. We're selling, they're selling their music, or how does that work with the music now?
2: Well, so if you go to the New York City Podcast Network at nycpodcastnetwork.com, there's a link called the Podsafe Music Directory. Now, this was not my idea, but I'm taking it and running with it and making it my own anyway. In 2005, when podcasting first started becoming famous, um, MTV VJ, Adam Curry, who a lot of people might know, ran the Headbangers Ball back in the 80s. Um, he... But basically, I don't know if a lot of people notice, but even if you're a heavy metal fan and, and you're listening to groups like Juice Priest and Iron Maiden, which I was back you know 30 years ago, he looked like a metalhead. He had the long blonde hair. But apparently, he is the godfather of podcasting. Did you guys know oh, that? Oh, wow. No, I didn't know that.
0: Didn't he know technically that
2: started, He came up with the idea for podcasting and then Apple took it with the iPod and ran with it. But... He started a website, I guess because he was in touch with all these musicians, called the Podsafe Music Directory back in 2005. And artists like myself, like musicians, were going up there, adding their MP3s, and podcasters can download them for free. I don't know if there was a paid service back then, but they can actually take the MP3, put it into their podcast, and tell the audience, hey, I'm going to play this artist. Right? It's not around anymore. I can't find it. So I decided, I decided, like Jason said, I have this community and I felt like I wanted to see if I can promote musicians and I'm a musician too. I'm a songwriter. I'm on Spotify and SoundCloud. So I wanted a way to promote my, my own music, but why be selfish? You know, like I can open this up as a service. So now we have over a hundred pod, uh, pod safe music pieces that anybody can go and download. And the musicians and the songwriters subscribe, they subscribe monthly.
3: They use them on their podcasts it's for pretty free, cool. the music of other artists, just because they want publicity. Yeah. So people list it, and you can go to our directory and get the music. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of helping out people locally and not so locally, so, you know, to get their music out there. So I, I mean, just that's.
2: I just took Adam Curry's idea and just kind of added it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I think it's brilliant. That's a philosophy that, that Jason lives by himself is never leaving anything on the table. If you build something, help others, you know? So I'm a big yeah. fan of that. I can feel the energy. Uh, I think the, the thing that makes the most sense is to now roll out the red carpet as we start to get towards the end of it and ask you like, where would you prefer for people to connect with you? What should they collect like your call to action? Should they go to your website, a social channel?
2: You know, that's a, that's a question I think about every day, to be honest with you. Um, I, I honestly don't have a straight answer for that. I uh, wish I did, um, just because social media is just there's so many social networks out there. I, I definitely suggest LinkedIn. And if you have a podcast, um, you don't have to communicate with me right away. You can sign up your podcast. It is free. And then you can upgrade if you want more exp- exposure. But we never charge people. Um, unless they really want that exposure, right? And we even the free ones we, so, and then after, usually I try to connect with everybody anyway that signs up. So you can, you'll just basically get me by signing up. But we do have a LinkedIn group. The one thing Megan didn't mention, she mentioned the Long Island group.
3: Yeah. We, but have, a we have a
2: podcasting community, community too of 1,400 people.
3: I post 1,400 people, and I'm posting all day and everybody's posting and we, you know, communicate on there too. So. I spent a lot of time with that. Also, we have a bunch of Facebook groups, so I'm very busy approving people, (laughs) talking to people, getting personal messages. I have my LinkedIn box is overfilled every morning and people are reaching uh, out to me all over the place. uh,
2: people love her.
3: So, you know, I, I, I remember what they say. I I get more personal. He's a little more business-like. I get more on a personal level with a lot of people. Plus I get a lot of women approaching me, which maybe they have less of a comfort level with him. They kind of become buddy to me. So the, the advantage just working together is a lot of men usually contact him and some of the women contact me more. I don't know why, but it seems like that's been going on. So
0: okay actually actually
2: actually, and 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 the big thing i'll say this is megan a couple of months ago was contacted by david skew who owns podbean
3: yeah 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 he wanted me to work for him and then he never followed through with the meetings and he had me (laughs) meeting because he liked what i was doing for bruce and he thought i could help him too so he wanted my input into his thing too which I'm still waiting for him to get back to me. He still wants me. (laughs) He's like, I've been busy. I've been tied up. He's a very busy man, but he wants me to consult for him. So I get a lot of consulting opportunities. A lot of people will ask me to, you know, look over what's going on with them. And, you know, maybe I have so many social media connections with people. Maybe I could connect them to other people. So I get a lot of, you know, people reaching out to me. Yeah. And so it is Bruce too, but.
1: I can see how invested you you both are in uh, the podcast world and communities in general, which is why I'm grateful that you took the time to break down uh, some of the things that, you know, people shouldn't lose heart, regardless of what the situation currently looks like, stick to your vision. And that's going to be the hardest part is knowing that you can see something that others can't, uh, especially when it can help others. Uh, I think there's some really great gold here. Um, Personally, I found it. And, and uh, yeah, before I ask the big finale, uh, I, I want to make sure Jason doesn't have anything that he's been trying to get in
4: to ask or talk about. Uh, just just other than, I mean, you guys are amazing people. And if you don't realize that- You're amazing
0: you, you, too. You, you're
3: very you, impressive. You. All of you. You're wonderful, <laughs> articulate, intelligent people. I mean, yeah. I, you know, you're know, you all, I could tell you're workaholics as well. And <laughs> and I, I could tell. Right. I could tell. Yeah. You know?
4: feel, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know what? It's always nice to be in the same room with good people that have yeah. a good mission so awesome. that have a, a good heart. Cause to me, uh, to me business is all about if you have a good heart and you just do good, doing good is just good business. Right. So yeah. when you do that, you know, everything else just falls where it's supposed to, right. Maybe not as fast as we want it to, but, uh, but it ends up falling in place where it's supposed to. And that's the beauty. So, you know, gosh, thank you for, for sharing all of your, just your, your wonderful story of the things that you've been doing and the footprint you're leaving. It's pretty phenomenal, actually. Oh, thank you.
2: Appreciate that. You know, and I, I, can I think I could learn a lot from both of you guys too. So it's it's two ways.
1: Oh man, I love this. So then, with that, I think the big finale question is finally here. And I, again, either you can take it, or both of you can. Uh, if you that. could, know if the is yet. <laughs> you said it before, I it
0: might be a good Oh, okay.
1: Anyway, <laughs> if if you could have invited anybody today to sit here and listen to your journey, oh, uh, to some of your words of wisdom maybe even contribute to the conversation, whether they're still here or they've left us, who would you have loved to have had here and why?
2: For me, I would have to say be my father, my father who passed away in 2005. Wow. I mean, I I, I could think of a famous person like everybody would think, but you either think of a famous person or one of your relatives. And uh, my father was uh, a really motivated person and he taught me that and, and I I have an 18 year old daughter who I think is learning motivation from me so hopefully it trickles down through the generations. But definitely him yeah. I, awesome. I didn't okay. even
0: think of family. I was
3: thinking of famous
1: people. Yeah you think we fam- <laughs> usually think of famous people
3: are <laughs> a relative, usually a late one.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was awesome.
3: Thinking of religious leaders and stuff. I was thinking religion
1: actually. <laughs> <laughs> I love See, it. See,
2: my, my father and my father passed away before he saw me accomplish any of this. And that's yeah. usually when when you accomplish something after your parent passes away, that's usually the person you always want around you. So yeah. he's he's the, he's the person.
1: Oh man, I love it. Hard to And I think it says a lot about uh who you are and how centered in the heart you really are with the things that you do. Uh to be definitely. able to
3: the very deep emotional side. Too. Which he's is a compassionate a- person too. He's very compassionate and very—you can't see it because you know he's like to be all manly, but he's—he's he's a very sensitive, kind person. I'm—I'm I'm saying something nice about him because I know yeah. him very well. So, but he's a very nice man. Thank you.
1: I can see you cool. two make Thank a good you. team. Yeah, you, you two make a good team. uh It's definitely—it's definitely a cool dynamic. I've seen a couple of duos, but <laughs> you're a pair I won't forget. Uh, with that said, uh, that that's my piece. I can't thank you enough for stopping by, Jason. Any words?
4: Yeah, just I, I always like to say there's 168 hours in a week. And thank you for stopping by and spending this one hour, very important hour uh, with us. Time is the most important. You can yeah. replace money. You can replace cars. You can pl- replace houses. But the one thing you can never get back is time. I agree
2: hundred and ten percent. I say this every day. When you're stuck in traffic for an hour. (laughs) Oh
3: yes. (laughs) Right on. Uh, Cheers. Traffic
2: traffic is the biggest killer of time.
3: Here in New York
0: there's
4: a lot of traffic. Oh, Oh yeah. For sure. Cheers. Well well, thanks for being here.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thanks for having us. All right.